0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Formula Weekly Podcast. The first lights have finally went out of the season. We have had the Bahrain Grand Prix and we are going to look through the first race. We're going to talk through all the points of it. We're going to see who the biggest winners and losers were of the first race of the season and how we think the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix is going to go next week. So, without further ado, I think let's just get straight into it. Absolutely. So, the first race of the season was... An interesting but sadly predictable one, I think. Um, It was a very
1: boring race.
0: Yeah, it was, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happened. There was a lot of good stuff happened within the race. A lot of teams are going to be very happy, a lot of teams are going to be not so happy. Papaya fans, I really feel for you at the minute. And
1: Ferrari fans.
0: We are one of you, so so really, we really feel it. But um, I think, first of all, let's just start with the obvious. Red Bull, absolutely dominant, as everyone predicted. Max Verstappen, Running away with that race, um, totally dominant. Everyone thought it was going to happen. It did happen. What else can we expect for the season? Yeah, very true. Max wins, lol. That's just how it's going to go now. I mean, running away with it, what was it, like 30 seconds to second place by the end of it. And then with Red Bull coming out and saying, after the race, that they'd actually turned their engines down, they were managing the, uh, the temperature of the engines. If those engines were left on full pelt, both, both Red Bulls could have went a full second faster. That's crazy. Like, that it just Harry's... kind of
1: sets it up for the season and I think it is going to be a, a Red Bull-dominated season once
0: again. again. <laughs> yeah, it's the, They're in a league of their own at the minute. We thought Ferrari were going to come through. We thought Mercedes were going to have a total resurgence. One team we didn't expect, though, was Aston Martin Aston Martin <laughs> I tell you what that little green car oh my god as well as looking like one of the best cars on the grid it now is one of the best cars on yeah. the grid seeing Fernando Alonso back up there in the podium positions seeing him fighting for positions oh my it was really god. exciting wasn't it how good was that seeing him back to his best um it's really exciting to see it's what Aston
1: Martin deserves as well they've sort of they've been known as a sort of midfield team but there's been that potential. It's just... Some other cars have been a lot
0: better. I mean, even when they were racing point, they were they were kind of competitive in some areas, but this is the first Aston Martin car that's really been able to show that potential. Lawrence Stroll's put a hell of a lot into this company, a hell of a lot into this team, and it's finally starting to show. It's finally starting to come through. Obviously, they took a lot of staff from Red Bull yeah. in the last couple of seasons, and i think that's now finally starting to show i don't agree with a lot of people saying it it's a green red bull i don't agree with that it doesn't look like the red bull in my opinion i get that there's a lot of that that ideology and that philosophy now within the team because obviously a lot of the staff came over they know what works in a winning team but i don't think for example i know it was all tongue-in-cheek and it was all laughing and joking in the post-race press conference but for example, uh Checo saying there was three Red Bulls yeah. on the uh on the podium. I don't think that's that's entirely accurate. I think Aston Martin have have perfectly blended a few philosophies from different cars, as well as obviously maintaining some of their own philosophies. But I think it's it's all come together into this kind of perfect storm for a really, really competitive car. Yeah. They seem to have a clear strategy as to how they're gonna Progress that car through the season as well which is really exciting to see but I tell you what in the Bahrain Grand Prix that is a hell of a car to start with. It seemed you gonna... very
1: confident at delivery reveal as well didn't
0: they? Yeah I mean to be able to to physically show the car that you are going to race like not mm. a lot of teams do that you know what I mean um but straight away to to do that it's it's great to see and I'm really excited to see Aston Martin up there. Oh. I think it's great to see a team that isn't your traditional top yeah, three. Yeah
1: it was exciting it was it was like seeing a sort of
0: it was, like, seeing a new front-runner. It was, and it's, like I said, that car with that potential, with a driver like Fernando Alonso in it, has potential this yeah. year. I think it may take a bit of luck, because that Red Bull, like I say, yeah. made of its own, but...
1: And, I mean, some people were saying Fernando only got on the podium because Charles retired and the battle between himself and Carlos. And...
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? A lot of people were saying that was sort of the only reason...
0: But it's the first race of the season. It's the first race of the season. <laughs> it's good progress for them. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's actually get on to what happened within the Bahrain Grand Prix. Let's get on to the key events and let's just talk through them. So without further ado, let's go.
1: So the first thing, first corner, you know, it was a battle down to turn one. Perez and Leclerc. Don't know whether it was contact or whether it was just a little bit too close. It was... But I think it, everyone definitely went in sort of guns blazing for the first corner.
0: I think, I mean... Leclerc got an absolutely blinding start. Yeah. I think his reaction time was, like, point one four, point one five seconds. Like, it was crazy. Like, to get him... Max got a great start. He was never going to get in front of Max. Yeah. I don't... I don't... Know. I think it'll be... I'll be amazed <laughs> if anyone gets in front of Max this year, to be honest. But to see him up close with, with Perez, and I think everyone was just kind of screaming at the telly, like, get round him, please yeah. get round him. And when he did...
1: Don't crash. <laughs> come
0: on. I think, um... I think... As soon as that happened, as soon as that first turn happened then Leclerc was in front and then it was Signs and Perez kind of battling for third and Leclerc was just kind of seeming to run off a little bit. I was really excited because I was like, right, we're going to get this this title battle that we thought we were going to see last yeah. season and we're going to get Verstappen, we're going to get Leclerc. And then Verstappen was two seconds in front by the end yeah. of the first lap. <laughs> and it was just depression all over again. Obviously not for many people, there's a ton of Max fans out there that will have absolutely loved to see it, but... I like close racing. I'm a I'm a Formula One fan because of the close racing. Yeah, we did get a lot of that in the midfield, and I think we're going to get a lot of that in the midfield. But when
1: it's not at the front,
0: when you've Max is a great driver, an absolutely fantastic driver, and he's got what is by far the best car on the grid this year last year. Oh yeah, that's a perfect storm for him to just go and sail off into the sunset yeah. every single race now. See so I don't wants. think we're going to see much fighting at the front. But
1: we did see a bit of a collision between. Alonso and Stroll though,
0: yeah, which
1: probably wasn't the best start off for two teammates, but I don't think.
0: Yeah, what I loved about that, what I really loved about that, was for the whole race, Alonso was kind of like in on his radio asking who hit him. Yeah,
1: and then no, <laughs> and nobody would, would tell, him. tell him.
0: They just would not tell him at all. But to I be think... fair,
1: when it came to the cool down room and he's seen it, he was like, oh. Well okay.
0: I, I think I think what I heard was the uh they kinda of told him on the cooldown lap, they told him on his in there uh, just right. to kind of get it out of the way so that it wasn't shown for the yeah. But they were just like, yeah, through the race they were like, Oh, we we don't know, we'll we'll keep looking and it was like
1: I mean, to finish P three, you're not really gonna be that bothered, are you? Nah, not at
0: all. I mean fair play to him. Like he did He did amazing. Like he did absolutely incredible. And one person I do want to I do want to kinda of shout out there is Lance Stroll, like I always give him a lot of shit. I always give him a lot of shit because over the last few seasons he's done very stupid things unnecessarily. Yeah. Like he he just seems to be he's one of those drivers that I kind of put him on latifi level. I mean, didn't him like, and
1: Alonso collide last year when Alonso was that him as well?
0: Yeah, that was Cotto, wasn't it?
1: I think it was. I think that was in I think yeah. that was
0: in uh in Texas. But yeah. Where Alonso's uh, Alpine just kind of like... Flip flipped up, straight yeah. yeah. That was that was a ridiculous move. And I think that's the kind of thing is why I don't rate him much as a driver. But one thing I will say coming into the, the Bahrain Grand Prix, he's went up in my estimations for his quality, his determination. Um, he had a fractured wrist. He had his other wrist injured. I'm not sure what, what 100% was wrong with that. He had a fractured right toe. And to go from some of the photos that you've seen, like you've seen him in hospital gowns, you've seen him yeah. with with two thumbs up in his <laughs> hospital bed, like uh, that isn't a week a week prior to the Grand Prix. Yeah. You do not look at that person and think he is going to be P six in the Bahrain Grand Prix yeah. next week. Fair play, to Landstroll for doing that. Um, good determination, brilliant that he was driving. Proved a lot of people wrong, um, and I hope he continues to do it this season. Obviously. He's not the youngest pole sitter for no reason. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he has quality there. And I think a lot of people do give him shit because he's kind of a... Not a daddy's boy, but it's his dad's team, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, a
1: lot of people have that conception that he's only there because of his dad.
0: And don't get me wrong, he probably wouldn't have those opportunities if, if Lauren Stroll wasn't the chairman of Aston Martin, but you also to be to be in formula 1 to be competitive you have to have that level of of quality and he yeah, does absolutely and thankfully he has the car to be able to prove it now p6 in your first race when you're injured is difficult
1: yeah absolutely to even
0: compete when you're injured is difficult so
1: and i will say a him. lot of people were saying sort of i mean felipe was was due to be in that f1 seat on sunday and it would have been amazing to see him and thankfully You know, Stroll's okay, but there's still a part of me that that thinks, you know, he failed his first safety test. Granted, he passed his second, but just imagine if that car hit the barrier and then burst into flames and he wasn't able to get out of the car. And that P6 that we were all saying, you know, that's amazing, could have ended so differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean... I also do think, yes, he failed his first safety test. He wasn't able to get out of the car in the allotted time, which is a certain requirement for drivers to be able to do. Obviously, to F1, safety is absolutely paramount. Safety is absolute key. Um, to be able to get out the car in an allotted amount of time that's ha- that the FIA are happy with is absolutely key. He didn't do that the first time around. The FIA gave him a retry. Uh, he passed it, um, which they are obviously happy with i think a lot of people were kind of skeptical with the fact that he didn't do it first time round. like surely couldn't get out of the
1: car once he'd finished the race either
0: yeah exactly um yeah he needed helping out with the car didn't he and it's I... not fantastic to see and yes there are some question marks about should he have been allowed to race was yeah. he obviously he's made a certain amount of recovery because he's been there but has he made enough yeah to be able to race you know what i mean and, obviously, that question mark's still there. Obviously, his recovery is going to come on and come on and he's going to get better throughout the season. But I also do kind of agree with you that he was great.
1: Yeah. Should I just think to? when, so say when Carlos crashed last season and his car literally burst into flames straight away. He was if, out of
0: that car straight away. If or. that
1: was a situation, Lance might not have been able to get out and then, you know, this Grand Prix changes entirely. Do you know what I mean? And, While it's amazing that he was still able to race, there's part of me that just thinks it could have ended a lot lot worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Um, It could have, thankfully it didn't. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have any issues like that ongoing. Hopefully everything's fine with him. Hopefully he recovers well. Hopefully he continues to recover and get back to full strength. Yeah, I don't want to see that happen again. No, I don't. I really don't want to see that happen again, but thankfully he was okay. Um, okay, now we've talked about kind of the big winners from this Grand Prix so far. Um, now I think we need to talk about one of the big losers. And this was difficult for me. This was um, very difficult to watch. If you guys have watched uh, episode two of this po- uh, of this podcast, you'll notice that I was in my uh, my McLaren golf attire. Um, McLaren are... One of my teams, and obviously, it Last was not weekend, a was an
1: absolute disaster. It was an absolute <laughs> shit show.
0: It's I don't know how they did it. Honestly, somehow that car seems to have gone backwards. Yeah, that team seems to have gone backwards. They don't seem to be ready for the season. Well, and that's two seasons well, in a row. To be
1: fair, they're not ready for the season halfway through. Sort of the winter shutdown, they decided. To go in a completely different direction with the car, so they're not
0: they're not ready. And all we keep hearing from McLaren is, "Oh, the wind tunnels are not ready yet. As soon as the wind tunnel's ready, we're going to be there." I think they're going to start using the wind tunnel in June this year. I think that's what I heard. I'm not being funny, but not every team has a wind tunnel, yeah. and every other team seems to have made some sort of progression. I know, obviously, you can you can rent wind tunnel time and things like that. Like that's what McLaren will have done. It's not like they won't have had. Any, any sort of wintering yeah. time at all. They will have. They just they just don't have their own that they can calibrate to their own liking and things like that, but... I
1: just think, if they went into a different direction with the car, why not just stick with the one car that you've started to develop? Because you don't know which direction that was going to
0: go it in. It just seems to be... That car seems to be absolutely... Straight away, seems to be absolutely riddled with issues. So, in pre-season testing, they had issues with the, uh, like the wheel brows um, that go over the front wheels, I think... They were becoming, like, unstable and loose, and that was causing a bit of issue with the aerodynamics. And then you come to the race, and Piastri's out early with some sort of electrical issue, I believe it was. Lando oh, has some God. sort of hydraulic failure or something like that, and they need to keep topping up his car. And I think he did a five-stop in the Bari and Grand Prix. Yeah. And, like, for a guy like that, you could tell straight after the race, he is absolutely sick of his life already. He He wanted this year. You could tell this year he wanted to make the same step that Ferrari made two years ago to last year. So yeah. all of a sudden, from fighting for the midfield or the, the upper midfield to fighting right at the front and obviously getting P2 in the um, in the Constructors' Championship, they haven't done that and somehow they're going to end up, I think, in ninth or 10th. Yeah. And it's incredible to me how it's I going to happen. I
1: really, really
0: feel for Lando because
1: I don't get how a racing driver, McLaren is saying, oh, we won't be fighting for championships until... 2024, 2025, but they were saying that last year as well, or they just keep sort of pushing it back. When I don't get how, as a racing driver, you can just be comfortable with the team saying, "Oh, we're not going to fight for another two years,"
0: and I think, I think this year is gonna be the make or break for Lando. I think the very much Zach Brown has very much got him, got Lando in this. He's all in on this long term project that we yeah. are trying to create, but surely. In a long-term project, there needs to be small checkpoints where you say, yeah, we've absolutely. made this progression, we've made this progression, we've made this progression. But has McLaren... there been any progression? Don't get me wrong. Before Zach Brown came in, McLaren were in a dire, dire situation. Alonso's McLaren was cutting out every week. He was having mad issues. Yeah. Probably the worst car that he's ever driven. Since then, we've seen Sainz and Lando take that car forward, progressing. Lando's got podiums. Sainz has got podiums in that car. Yeah. We've seen Danny Rick and that amazing one-two in Monza, and all of a sudden, these last two years, there's just been nothing. Yes, they got a podium last year. That Monza podium will always live in my heart. By the way, it was incredible. <laughs> it was it was such a good time as a as a McLaren fan. For the first time in like a decade, you felt like there was some sort of hope. But then, since then, literally since then, I think Lando got maybe, I think he got Paul. Was it Paul in Sochi? Yeah, the race after something like that I think it was the race after but since then and since he did that little spin
1: on, yeah. <laughs> on dry tyres
0: in a full wet race <laughs> it just seems to have gone backwards he, like I say he got a podium last season and I think that's more down to Lando as a driver than McLaren as a car they seem to be going backwards
1: I'd love to see Lando in a competitive car because he is an amazing driver yeah, and I think this year will be the year that he thinks what 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 is going on Because if that car is not going to improve, he's not going to want to stay. And, I mean, there has been rumours that he does replace Checo and Red Bull, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there is. And, obviously, that's all speculation. And we don't want to get into that too much, obviously. Red Bull, we know for a fact, have wanted him for a couple of years now. And I think Lando's been very much... I'm, I'm a McLaren driver. I'm a McLaren guy. I'll stick with them. I'll believe in the project. I'll carry on. He needs the team to prove to him we are going to give you a car this year yeah, that can do the business. Absolutely. If they don't, I think he'd be I think he'd be silly if he didn't open his avenues up and yeah. look elsewhere. Because Lando's a great driver. He deserves to be a driver that has a good car behind him. He's capable of fighting for wins. Hopefully, one day he is. Um, I don't know if that's with McLaren.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it will be. But I also equally feel bad for Oscar. First race, you'd you never want to DNF on, on any race, yeah. never mind your
0: first F1 debut. Oh, you know what? He didn't seem to be going bad either. He no, made a he couple didn't. of good overtakes. Like, it's always harder when you
1: qualify at the back of the grid, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But don't get me wrong, he's a rookie and we understand it. And he's never, he was never going to be on the pace of Lando. He was never going to be on the pace of Lando. Because that's just Lando's ability to drive as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that proves. That proves how far Lando's come in. in a few years, you know. He's able we know for a fact Lando's able to do the business. He was barely out of um out of qualifying before it got to Q three. And I think let let's face it, let's let's be brutally honest here, he's driving a tractor. But yeah. He's driving a tractor this year. That car is is not good enough to to be his car this year. Yeah. And he deserves a lot better. And like I say, so does Oscar. But don't get me wrong, I think. I think the saving grace for Oscar Piastri this year is because the car's so bad starting out, I think it kind of takes the pressure off him to perform because new driver, really poor car, you don't really expect much from it. Um, Anything he
1: does get from it is a bonus, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I think think there's been a lot of hype around Oscar Piastri during pre-season and testing and all that type of stuff, and I think it just kind of takes the edge off that, you know? Get to learn the car. Get to learn the team. Take your time. Because we all know how good of a driver Oscar Piastri is. He's proved it in all the, all the junior formulas, all this. He'll prove it in Formula One. We all know it. We all know he's going to be potential championship material one day. Whether that's with McLaren, we don't know. But at least this gives him a good opportunity to kind of get the feel of Formula One, yeah. get the feel of the car, see how a car can progress through a season and hopefully... Hopefully we see him pick up some points this yeah. year. I'd like to. I'd like. I'm bad mouthing McLaren a lot, but I I like them. I want to see them do yeah. well. They're, they're my team. You know what I mean. Like, I always want to see McLaren do well, and hopefully they do soon. Just this is pain talking. This is lit- <laughs> this is literal pain talking. But I tell you what, Lando might have had a bad day. <laughs> But I think I know someone who had it worse. Oh. And I think that might be Mr Esteban, Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon. Mr Esteban Ocon. <laughs> how do you race get?
1: was not his race, was I it? Think,
0: I think Ocon. Ocon was doing what Gasly should have been doing. Just find any way that you can get penalty yeah. points. You know what I mean? Like, Ocon. So... What was it to start with? He so, he, was, so he was out of it, out of grid position. He was at the
1: slightly start of the ahead race. of his grid position at like the start. Or like off to the
0: right, or something like that. So he got
1: five seconds. So he got a
0: five-second penalty. Which you
1: know, it's fair enough. You can
0: comes into service penalty. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, obviously, five-second penalty. The team can't touch his car for five seconds. I think they start touching his car about four and a half seconds into that five seconds. Yeah, they
1: had a hand on it, didn't they? And then something that's like what... that.
0: Or one of them had started undoing one of the bolts yeah. on one of the tyres, or something like that um so he gets an extra 10 seconds uh an extra 10 second penalty and then as he's coming in i think it's either as he's coming in to serve that penalty or in his next pit stop he's found speeding (laughs) in the pit lane which is another five seconds and honestly esteban there we feel for you and
1: then and um, then he just retires from the race i think he just had enough
0: oh alpine had a to forget with esteban o'con like
1: but they did have a day to remember with pierre gasly because yeah. he went really unnoticed. He went from P20 to P9.
0: Fair play to Pierre Gasly. To start at the back of the grid is tough. But I think I think what we saw with Pierre Gasly was how good that Alpine could be. So, obviously, he hasn't made a total charge through the grid. It was never going to happen.
1: Yeah, of course not.
0: But to get from last place into the points in your first race with them, good effort. Yeah, really absolutely. we like... I, I, Instantly, as soon as I saw Pierre Gasly was going to Alpine, I liked the prospect yeah. of it. Yeah. It just was a fact that went really unnoticed and nobody mentioned it. That's it. Two French drivers, French team. I think he's finally found, like, he was the first driver in Alfa Yeah. But he was the first driver in an Alfa Tauri. Yeah. Like, now he's going to be fighting on level pegging with Esteban Ocon in a car that Potentially can do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I think because of all the penalties and because of Gasly starting last, we still, out of testing, haven't seen the full potential of that Alpine. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot more to come from that car and from that team. And I think they're going to absolutely kill it. Yeah. That's two drivers that potentially go unnoticed a lot. Um, it's two race winners in unlikely teams, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ocon doing it with Alpine and and um, Gasly doing it with alfatori But... And I mean, Otmar
1: turned around and actually made a statement today saying that, you know, if Aston Martin are consistently up there, then they they will be fighting for third and fourth.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's exciting to see. Like, as a Formula One fan, you want to see teams that you don't traditionally see at the front, at the front. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, again, we might be totally wrong with the whole Alpine situation. There might be a midfield team There might be right at the front. Maybe not right out the front, but like fighting for third and fourth yeah. and they might be fighting for podiums every now and again. But um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there because Alpine are a great team. They were when they were Renault, they are now as Alpine. I'm excited to see what they can do with two really good, young, hungry drivers because yeah. those two right now watch alpine this year because that's going to be a fight for dominance in that team
1: i don't even think alpine have a first driver this season either
0: they don't and that's why that's why both drivers are going to be vying for it because when that seats when that first seat is open i think it's going to be similar to how how Fred is trying to do the whole ferrari situation like yeah i have two great drivers one of them will become the first driver when the other one's out of reach
1: yeah absolutely i think that's how it always should be Unless
0: you're Red Bull. Unless you're Red Bull. Unless you're Red Bull and Max is king. Um, No, but I think it's exciting to see. I think it's exciting to see lots of teams in the midfield this year making more ground on the front runners, um, especially Aston Martin and especially potentially Alpine. That'll be really interesting to see. Um, I really hope it happens. I really hope it happens. One team that we have kind of a flat feeling on, I believe, is Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes Mercedes started well. Uh, they started in, I believe it was 5th and 6th, something like that. Yeah,
1: they were very close. Something together. like that,
0: like within, within, comfortably within that Q3 pack. And it was just kind of a flat race, just kind of a flat yeah, race. Yeah, um, I mean, the only
1: highlight for Mercedes was really Lewis and Alonso going through those corners, which was amazing racing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, again... Bad note for Mercedes that Aston Martin uh, seemed to be stronger than yeah. them, and that that Alonso and Hamilton fight was was wild coming into the uh, the late stages of the race, and that undercut coming in uh, coming into a turn in the middle of the track, just just cutting inside him and just going straight up and ah oh, Alonso
1: it
0: Alonso is one of those wily <laughs> old veterans that you just love to see absolutely killing it. Alonso is going to be an absolute star this year unfortunately for mercedes fans the highlight of the race was at hamilton's expense yeah and i think it's such a it's such a shame to see such a fall from grace yeah like and it's not his fault it's the worst part i know and now he's coming out the the thing that i saw this week i don't don't know if you saw it hamilton's coming out and kind of like publicly criticizing his team now saying i know what needs to go in the car i know what doesn't need to go in the car um I don't feel like I've really been listened to with my feedback going into this season. Well,
1: even in the race, the the they made him box the tires and he was he was saying my tires are good and they were like, No no, box box. I, I just if you you driver knows especially someone as experienced as Lewis Hamilton.
0: Well yeah, I mean Toto came out and said this week, like he sees Hamilton as almost as part of the management within that team now. Mm. Obviously he's a driver. And he's not one of the executives, but he's become such a senior figure in that team. Yeah, absolutely. That he's someone that needs to be listened to and valued, especially with... There's only one person that knows what that car feels like. His car feels like a full pelt. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that's
0: him. And he needs to be listened to for his feedback. That's how you can get the most out of a car. That's how Nicky Lauder, for example, practically built his Ferraris. He he told his team what to do. They did it and they got the most out of that car. Like that's what Mercedes need to be doing, they need to be listening to the drivers. George Russell again, he's young and he's a he's a young prospect for the team. But he knows what goes into a car and he knows what needs to go into a car to get the most out of it. Mercedes seem to have adopted this zero side pod um design and it seems to have just totally totally stopped them. It's it's stopped yeah. them dead in the tracks and it's it's weird to see. Like seeing Hamilton fighting for fifth and being happy with it. Yeah, is just is wild. Like it's nuts. It's it's unprecedented. It's something we've never seen before. Hamilton's always been either first, second,
1: or even third. At and the point.
0: these and these last two seasons have just been. It's been difficult for him, and you can tell it's taken its toll on him. Yeah, I don't know whether it's going to make him hungrier or feel just defeated at the prospect. I mean, of it. I
1: know he says that he wants to go until his eight, but if it keeps going how it's going, is he just going to get?
0: Sick of it? Sick like of it, could. yeah. Or, does he potentially look at other teams? Like His contract runs out in, in the end of 2023. His contract runs out this year. Now, he has said publicly that he, he wants to stay at Mercedes. There's no team he can see himself at. Hamilton's coming to the end of his career. He's, also He's 38 up. years old. He's not getting any younger. Yeah. He's coming to the end of his career. There's a lot of teams that are on the up. A lot of teams with mercedes engines and a lot of teams that are looking to adopt their former glory you've got aston martin Mm. you've got ferrari there's been a lot of rumors about him going to ferrari as well there's been a lot i think um i don't know who it was on the sky f1 team might have been uh might have been lazenby that said um he wouldn't rule out hamilton going to ferrari and that that thought is just wild to me. I think previously Hamilton said he'd he'd love to drive for Ferrari. Yeah. Such a prestigious team. A Ferrari, who wouldn't? But oh, can you imagine that? <laughs> can you imagine the prospect of Lewis Hamilton in a Ferrari? That that's a Red Bull. That's a Red Bull fan's nightmare. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. Literally a Red Bull fan's nightmare. <laughs> Red Bull at the minute are just laughing at Mercedes. Like oh' they're nowhere near. Yeah. Red Bull and Mercedes have already ruled Mercedes out of the championship. It's one yes. race in. How defeated must you be to do that?
1: How, how can you rule yourself out after one race? I know, but I think Mercedes are putting out a lot of statements saying, you know, like we'll keep fighting and you know we don't want to be fifth and seventh. And a lot of people are coming back and saying, sort of, you're still fifth and seventh. Like I know that's not where you want to be, but that's where a lot of teams sort of would be really happy with. And a lot of team, a lot of people, sorry, just keep thinking that you know, not that they're making excuses, but that they just keep sort of. Dragging up the whole, we're fixing this, we're going to try and fix it, and it just keeps being quite repetitive.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, with we're, we're a team like Mercedes that have absolutely dominated since like 2013, 2014, you can understand it. Yeah, because absolutely. that's a team that's been at the front, and all of a sudden, when all of a sudden you're pushed back, and you can see your, your main rivals just pulling away into the distance. It's a tough thing to accept, and I'll it's a desperate situation for them. still
1: never get over Lewis Hamilton saying, does 10th even get me a point? <laughs>
0: it's, it's weird to see. I mean, I, I think if Mercedes are fighting at the front, it's good for racing. I think if any team other than Red Bull is fighting at the front, it's good for racing, you know what I mean? Like, Red Bull are there. They need some competition to make this season exciting. If they don't, and it's totally dominant, it's an amazing feat of engineering. It's an amazing feat for the team it's not dramatic, it's not gripping. Yeah, You need that. For every alpha, you need the Omega, you know what I mean? You need yes. every single rival. And I arrival. mean, we've
1: seen at the beginning of even last season when it was Charlotte and Max, how exciting that was and how quickly it changed when Max just ran away with it. Yeah.
0: And we were all like, oh, this isn't the sort of title fight we thought it was going to be. It's a shame. I think, I think especially for a lot of new F1 fans, like... Um, like you, for example, your first proper season yeah. was the 2021 season. That, for me, <laughs> that's the most exciting title race I've ever seen. And I know for a lot of new F1 fans that, that started potentially with the, the 2021 season, that's all you're used to. And
1: it's, I know from yeah. experience
0: that's not what F1 is, but I've also not seen something as dominant as Red Bull. Yeah. But well, I wild. mean, even
1: I started thinking. Obviously when you look at Lewis and Max to sort of last year, you were thinking, Oh, this is this isn't what it was last year but then obviously like you say you've got to look at it as in, My God, Red Bull are so dominant.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird to see, but it's not surprising because that team's been a team that's been on the ascension for quite a lot of years now. Max is obviously Max is the golden boy of of Red Bull and he's been He's been shepherding into that position and he's been primed for that position to take what they're taking now. Yeah. That, that team is a perfect storm of hitting a green patch with your driver. That, he's, he's probably the most confident driver on the grid. One of, if not the best driver on the grid currently, yeah. on current form, in what is the best car on the grid and what will probably be the best car on the grid for a couple of years' time. Before anyone else catches up, Verstappen could be a four, five-time world champion. Oh yeah, like it's, absolutely! It's wild, and he'll have so many I years. Mean, to... I mean,
1: I seriously think Verstappen stays at Red Bull until until he retires. Well, he will
0: do. I mean, the thing Verstappen's in a very comfortable position here because he has a he has a performance contract in his clause where he, he, if the car's not up to par, he can just leave the team. Yeah. Like that team has to be on point to keep their main driver yeah
1: absolutely and
0: i think when you have that kind of pressure that you could lose the current world champion if you don't perform yeah
1: you have to perform
0: and that's what red bull are doing and no one's going to catch them this year it's going to be a fun fight for second maybe third red bull are your winners if you're if if you're only watching formula one this year to see who's going to win the title i'd kind of stop watching now because it's going to be Red Bull, it's going to be Max, it's probably going to be a 1-2 for the Red Bull boys. imagine if it
1: isn't. And imagine if the Bahrain curse actually works because <laughs> Leclerc DNF'd in Bahrain, which was heartbreaking as a Ferrari fan. But last year in Bahrain, Max and Checo both DNF'd and Max won. So in this little this little curse scenario, what well if Leclerc's DNF'd and Leclerc wins... Can no, n- that would shake it
0: up. <laughs> can you not give me hope? <laughs> nah, I'd love it. But, um, yeah, everyone talks about this Bahrain curse. And yes, it's been the case for, for some years now. If anyone's going to gonna break the curse, it's going to be Max Verstappen. In that red bull, <laughs> it's going to be totally dominant. I don't think Checo is in the exact same equipment. I don't think Checo gets close because there's only a certain amount that a car can do. I'm just going to keep
1: my little happy bubble thinking that. <laughs> Ferrari... They're gonna pull themselves together, and they're gonna they they're, they're gonna be fine.
0: Don't get me wrong. It, <laughs> yes, it was a DNF, and it was a I believe it was a problem with his energy star, yeah. and that is a really worrying thing because especially
1: when the first one was was broke or I
0: think it, I think the first one was showing some signs of fatigue. Ha- whatever so happened it to it? And then the second one just totally gave out.
1: So now if you need another one, it's, it's automatically a template grid. Obviously, it
0: depends if they can fix it. It's like. They might be able to, you know what I mean, they might be able to, to make some repairs and, and get it all fight and fit again. But it's a it's a worrying time for, for Ferrari. And again, I think they thought they'd made more steps forward than they actually have this season. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Ferrari fighting at the front. I'd love to see Ferrari challenging Red Bull. I think somehow Red Bull, with the cost cap breach, got reduced wind tunnel time. We all thought that was going to bring the pack yeah. closer somehow Red Bull have just sailed off into the distance. They've
1: taken every knockback and then just kind of just catapulted into into they're the
0: absolutely. distance. Red Bull are in a league of their own. They're doing amazing. Red Bull are class. And this isn't a knockout Red Bull. All of this isn't a knockout Red Bull. Absolute credit for what they're doing. Like, it's an incredible feat of engineering. It's an incredible feat for the drivers. They're in a, a real green patch at the minute and I think they're going to be dominant for years. Um... It's great for Red Bull. It's great for the engineering department at Red Bull. It's just not the race that we want to see. Yeah. You want to see dramatic moments, you want to see unpredictable races, all this type of stuff. Um But yeah. I just don't I just... want
1: to hear the Dutch national anthem twenty-three times this
0: <laughs> season. Uh, you Bye. never know. It might not be twenty three, <laughs> but you know what? It's not it's not out of the question. He could honestly do a grand slam. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You really never know. Obviously things go wrong, they always go wrong, but that car's dominant enough to do it. Yeah. I mean, we went to... And this is... T- we're talking about last year's car now. Um, we went to Spa last year and we saw him qualifying 14th. Yeah. Um, And I think it was by lap 10, maybe. I think it was between lap 10 and 15. He was out in front. And I think... We he were in the just kind of seeing seconds. Max go
1: past. And then it... Well, we were like, right, 20 seconds later. And then Leclerc would come past. And then the rest of them. And I was like... By the time... Sort of... Maybe it was Latifi... Latifi at the back came past Max's background
0: <laughs> It's um yeah to start from P40 and this year the car's only got better so what can you say? Max wins Max But wins.
1: looking towards next race
0: Um before we get into that I'd just like to give a shout out to the sponsor of this podcast which is Fifth Gear Garms. <laughs> now we have had an absolute nightmare looking for regular everyday f1 clothing you know being able to rep our favorite teams our favorite drivers our favorite tracks fifth gear Gowns does it all it's all amazing quality really really high quality um everyday f1 clothing um right now danielle is repping the leclerc helmet design it's absolutely incredible i myself um treated myself to a ferrari um a ferrari t-shirt absolutely brilliant quality absolutely amazing great
1: stuff. quality as well
0: absolutely great stuff as a as a bigger guy i always struggle with um with f1 attire to try and find something that fits properly um 50 grams has totally totally stopped that for me um it's all amazing fit it's all amazing quality If you get yours now, um, please use the code formula weekly10 to get 10% off your order. And yeah, go and get yourself one today. Now, we've talked about Bahrain. We want to talk about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So, what we're going to do, we're going to very early predict our biggest winners, our biggest losers. We're going to predict the podium and we're going to predict one DNF. Okay? Okay, Okay. so let's start with who do you think will win the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and why is it Max Verstappen? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just, going from sort of last week, I, I, I just think Max is just going to win everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is why we can't do prediction videos like... Max, win- Max wins? Max, Max, Max wins, wins. wins, yeah. Um, yeah, I also think Max is going to win. It's a circuit that really suits the Red Bull. High-speed corners, really intense circuit. Um, it's one of those circuits that I didn't really like when it first it first came into the Formula One calendar. I actually think it's produced nothing but good races yeah. now. Um, I'm really excited for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Um, but yeah, I think Max wins. Who do you think comes home in second? Because... Personally, I think Checo, I think both Red Bulls are perfectly suited to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say Charles, because okay. I think, sort of, before the DNF, both Ferraris were up there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if there's no issues, I think
0: the fight could be on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that we we kind of failed to look at when we were looking at the Bahrain Grand yeah. Prix. Um, yes, they had some issues. They came home in in fourth with Carlos. And obviously Leclerc got his DNF, but um, they were both fighting very strong. They were in was it third and fourth? Yeah. Or was it yeah third and fourth? Right. I think so. Yeah. Because Checo overtook. Yeah. yeah. They were in third, third and fourth, um, bringing on Ferrari three four, which again, when you've got a Red Bull that dominant, to be the best of the rest, fair play. Like it's it's a really good start. Um, obviously, unfortunately, Leclerc had his had his um, issues. Sainz brought it home really well. I think that. Um, I think that Aston Martin, especially with with Fernando Alonso in it, was just a bit too strong coming to yeah, the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he was just as soon as he overtook Hamilton, he found his groove and he got into it. And I think Carlos was just going to be a sitting duck anyway. Um, but yeah, I think I think Leclerc again a really good shout yeah. for the for the P two. Um, holding on to a Ferrari, absolutely. I, I fully <laughs> agree with you. Um, I think. As much as I believe Red Bull's a better car than the Ferrari, I believe Leclerc's a better driver than Checo. Yeah. So. The car can only do so much for you.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And if Leclerc knows how to deal with that Ferrari, then.
1: Yeah.
0: It's possible. It's really possible. Um, however, Leclerc again isn't isn't in my podium. Um, I don't think he's going to be in the podium. I. I I'm going for the same podium as last week. I think Alonso's going to pick up I I was
1: going to say Alonso for third. I think I think if it's anything like last week, if he's got the pace then
0: I mean with obviously with a lot of with bringing a lot of Red Bull mechanics and staff into Aston Martin and with having a lot of the um <coughs> excuse me, with having a lot of the same philosophies as as Red Bull have I think it's only obvious that it's gonna have strength in a lot of the same races yeah. as um as the Red Bull. And I think if this circuit suits Red Bull like I think it's going to, it's gonna suit Aston Martin yeah. as well. Um Yeah, I think I think Alonso's gonna come home. I think it's gonna be really close between him and Charles. Um I think it'll be a really good fight to. Yeah, to watch. I
1: hope it is, regardless of who gets on the point. I just hope we see some good racing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we do. I mean, like I say, the, the midfield seems to be really strong this year. It seems to be really tight. Um if if you're a casual F1 fan, it could be a bit a bit worse for you because if you're just looking at the winners, yeah. you're maybe not gonna enjoy it so much. It's just gonna be Max. I mean <laughs> listen, we could be totally wrong. Max could Max could spin, the car could not be quite right.
1: I hope we are wrong. I hope we get an amazing season of F1. I hope we get the season we should have got last
0: year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I just I don't know. Personally, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Personally, I don't see it happening. But um, yeah, I'll remain optimistic. I'll remain hopeful that we get some competitive racing. But yeah, I think my podium's gonna go Max, Checo, Alonso. Yeah, Max, Checo, Alonso. Yeah. So who was your third?
1: Alonso. So Alonso mine team, was Alonso Max, Leclerc, Alonso. Team. Okay.
0: Now who obviously we've spoke about the biggest winners and we think that's I think there's a recurring theme of it's gonna be Red Bull at the top and kind of a Ferrari Aston Martin fighting for third.
1: You never know, Mercedes might sort of creep up. They might do. I think it's gonna take a little while for them to do
0: it. I think um I think it'll be interesting to see if they do. One one thing that's came out this week, um, Mercedes have been actually given an ultimatum by their headquarters that if they don't show that they have the, the pace and the competitive advantages to be able to to vastly improve that car in the next two races, um, Mercedes-Benz, as a company, are going to prioritise Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso. Yeah. They're going to provide all the, the best engines to, to Fernando rather than Lewis Hamilton, which is, that's a big thing. Yeah, that, like, that's... Lewis Hamilton's been the Mercedes poster boy for yeah. a decade now. So that's that's a huge thing, but, but that
1: also makes me wonder if sort of they have this amazing confidence that you know Aston Martin might actually.
0: Well, Aston Martin. I mean, I'm not being funny, but they've got they've got the car there. They've got the aerodynamics pretty nailed down. It's a it's a huge leap that they've made from last year. Mm. If they can have reliable fast engines behind them as well, who yeah. knows what they could do?
1: Absolutely. Aston Martin
0: could be fighting for Windsorshire. Ferrari could be, but. I think I think the team I'm most excited for this year is Aston Martin. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I like Alonso, so he's the driver I'm most excited for.
1: Yeah,
0: I think Stroll will do well, but I think a driver of his experience in a car that's finally good yeah, for him—absolutely—we haven't seen him in a, a great car in such a long yeah. time. Like, it's a really exciting. I mean, time he didn't for those have the best last
1: season at Alpine. Did he with all their reliability issues? So he was—he was—he was DNFing. At yeah. the it
0: was such a shame to see. And I mean, before that, coming from coming from McLaren, reliability issues galore. Yeah. Coming from uh, before that, Ferrari. Yeah. Reliability issues galore. <laughs> like all of a sudden, he's Seems got this to be car behind common, him. Common trend. One one of the best things from the Bahrain Grand Prix was hearing him say, "This is a lovely car to drive." Yeah. When you've got a driver that's happy with his car, that's happy with his team, that is experienced and good as Fernando Alonso is, that could be a really exciting prospect. Yeah, and absolutely. I think, if there's any driver that isn't Sebastian Vettel that could take them forward, yeah. Fernando Alonso is the guy.
1: 100%.
0: It's going to be exciting to see. So we've talked about the biggest winners. We've talked about our podium. Give me one DNF. Go on. And well, why is Oscar Piastri? i got two. <laughs> Go on.
1: So one is Oscar. Okay. And the other one is also Ocon. Ocon again? Yeah. Because I don't really think that his penalties were the reason that he DNF'd. Okay. I just think that that Alpine, I mean, even qualifying wasn't amazing for them. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just think, you know, Otmar's saying, oh, you know, we're going to be fighting for fourth in the Constructors. I just don't think, at this moment in time, they are where they need to be. But my also the one is Oscar Piastri because I don't think McLaren are where they need to be either.
0: Yeah. I'm actually going, um... I fully agree with you in terms of Oscar. Uh. I think Oscar's gonna DNF and I think it's gonna be a lot to do with that circuit, it's it's a lot of fast turns, it's tight turns. In a car that seems to be not glued to the ground necessarily. Yeah. Like him and Lando had a fair few spins in, in testing and stuff like that. And I think if he if he loses the rear of that car, it's one of those circuits that's unforgiving, he'll yeah. be done. You know what I mean? So yes, I agree that Oscar could be one of them. Um, my other one is a guy that we haven't actually spoke about yet. But that I think I need to give props a little bit. Uh, Logan Sargent. I was
1: just actually about to mention Logan Sargent.
0: Logan Sargent did did really well. He did. He did. He put in a good effort in the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, it was so
1: close to getting
0: into Q three. Yeah. Um. Totally matching Lando's time. Obviously, just because because Lando did it first, he he didn't get in. But um, full credit to uh to Logan Sargent for for what he put in in that race. This race again. I think with him being a rookie in a brand new car, I think it's quite an unforgiving circuit. Mm. Um I do think he may lose that car. Do you think? And I think it may be a little a little bump into the wall for him. But um again, it could happen to any of the it, in my opinion, it's a more unforgiving circuit for the rookies. Yeah. Um especially since it's a circuit that none of them have have travelled in in recent Championships, I believe. I don't think. I don't
1: think so.
0: I'm not sure if they travelled. Uh, if F two travelled to Saudi Arabia, they may they may have. I might be totally wrong. Um, but I think in faster cars, more assertive cars, I think it may just be a bit more of an unforgiving circuit yeah. for them. So yeah, I think it's going to be Oscar and Logan, unfortunately i've gave logan a lot of shit
1: that's why i, that's why I was kind of <laughs> laughing at you because you were just like oh i'll give props to logan and i was
0: like yeah i've gave logan <laughs> a, a lot of shit in, in episode one of this podcast um
1: you made some very bold claims
0: <laughs> I, I honestly thought logan was going to be the latifi of this year i um, and i think i might have been made to eat my words in <laughs> in one race Fair play to Logan Sargent for coming on P12 in the Bahrain Grand Prix. He <laughs> like, was so
1: close to points as well. He was P11 at one point. And then I just think with pit stops, he just got pushed back a little bit.
0: But for, for his first race, he didn't do bad at all. Yeah, he didn't. I still don't like him. <laughs> I st- I'm still not a big fan of Logan but Sargent. But to qualify
1: but... the exact same time as Lando in yeah, a Williams... Don't get me wrong, he,
0: he did well. Uh, you see, now, this is another thing we can say... In, in a Williams, Williams. yeah, I know. But when that when that Williams is against this McLaren, McLaren. that Williams, and I mean looks Alex, like a... <laughs>
1: Alex Albon did really well in Bahrain. I just like Albon. Yeah, I,
0: I just do. I always want Albon to do well. <laughs> did he? Where did he end up? I'm sure um, it
1: was P8 or P9 or it was it was, just, it
0: I'm was just, in. I'm sure it was in the I points. I just always want Albon to do well. Albon, Albon's great. <laughs> yeah, Williams are a really likable team. Like they're a really likable team. The one of those teams I always want to do yeah. well. And to see them making steps up the grid as well is, is nice to see. Um, I don't know where they'll be this year. Again, other teams may progress a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of teams are going to bring big upgrade packages as the, yeah. as the year goes along. And I think now Williams, I think, I believe they're the only team that can't reach the cost cap limit. I think they're, they're one of the most underfunded teams they're still. still. Um, but I think even Haas have more money than them now. Obviously, see, with the MoneyGram yeah. uh, sponsor and everything. See, that
1: surprises me because I thought I would have thought the Gulf side of things would have brought more money in, but...
0: <coughs> I mean, I think it will, but I think still the, they're under that £140 yeah. million, uh cap. Um, I'd love to see Williams do well. It's a true underdog story for them this yeah. year. And I think... I think with the experience that Albon has, obviously he's not majorly experienced, but he's still, he's had a good couple of years in a few decent cars. Yeah. A lot of years in that Red Bull car, uh, or a lot of experience in that Red Bull car, not a lot of years because he got kicked out brutally. Um, But also now coming into Williams and and learning the the Mercedes engine and and the Williams family seems a lot more tight knit than a lot of other teams. Um, I'll always root for Williams. Williams are great. I hope they really do well. Yeah. but yeah, I do think the little yank is gonna.
1: You can't call him a the
0: little yank. He is the little yank. He's he's the little yank. I like Alban. I I, I might root. Don't get me wrong. I'll root for Williams, but I still don't like Logan. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Logan. If any of you do, sorry, but I just don't. Like I just I just I don't even know why it is. I'm just not a fan of him. He just he has, he has like a little Draco Malfoy face. I don't know. You know what I mean? He has like a little Draco Malfoy. Like he just looks like. He looks like that kid at school. It's like, I'm telling on you, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, uh, I'm rambling brutally. <laughs> so yeah. Um,
1: this is not a Logan Sargent hit page. No, it's not. It really
0: isn't. It's a Williams love page and he's part of Williams. So I suppose I love him kind of, but I also don't. But yeah, it's weird. But yeah, um, so they're, they're what we think is going to happen in the uh, in the Saudi Grand Prix as well. And I think with that, it's finally time. To bring this episode of the Formula Weekly podcast to a close. So we want to thank you all very, very much for watching, for listening. Wherever you are in, are in the world, thank you very much. Um if you could please go and follow our TikTok, our Instagram. Our Instagram at is formula underscore weekly underscore. Our TikTok at is formula weekly. Like, listen, follow, do whatever you can. You really don't know how much it helps. And uh, we will will catch you in the next one after the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix when we give our review and our opinions. Thanks very much, guys. Thank Thank you you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.